It's a weird introduction into to the professional world of filmmaking because it's it was such a carny atmosphere and it was what we freaking loved about it. There was still this big added element of fun and balloons and um, quirkiness to it. When you went to a Spike and Mike show, Spike and Mike made it like a party. It was like an event. So the audience, even before the show, is getting super ramped up and excited. Like a concert. It's like a cool concert for nerdy animators. That's like the best audience you could possibly have as a filmmaker for that audience then to turn around and see your cartoons. Awesome. When they left, they felt like they got more than their money's worth. I went out there and I could not believe it. Just the way they created this kind of showcase for short animated films. Being able to watch in the 90s animation that you couldn't find anywhere else it was amazing. Before Mike and Spike came along, there was no such thing as sick and twisted. Everything was pleasant, nice, sweet. Seeing the sick and twisted festival, which was every adolescent boy's ultimate, yeah, I can't believe people did this. I can't believe that we're watching this, that this isn't illegal. It was like punk rock on steroids with film. And then they came along and basically changed the world for better or worse. It's, um, you know, it's really all their fault. Well, Spike, Kat, we both met just a little while ago at Slam Dance, if you remember. Yes. Absolutely. And how was that experience, uh, taking the uh, Animation Outlaws to the film festival? Oh, it was great. I loved uh, the wonderful response and people so excited to see it. Um, the one little weird catch was that we were trying to actually flyer for the show beforehand, which was part of the, the vibe and the energy of uh, promoting the show. We couldn't flyer on the streets there. They wouldn't let us hand out our thousand of our flyers, but um, it was great. What a, what a fun experience. I'm so happy we went. Well, Spike, I have to uh, praise you again because, <clears throat> excuse me, I was a teenager in the 80s. I'm Generation X. And when Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted Festival came to Las Vegas, it was such an event. And I was explaining to Kat earlier, we didn't have those kind of crazy pre-shows like you did other parts of the country. Las Vegas didn't have that. Um, because I guess maybe we were just a small town back then, a couple hundred thousand people, but still everyone knew it was coming. You know, either we saw a poster in the movie theater or at high school or college when I went, it was such an event. So I just want to say how much of an influence you had on my childhood and some of the great memories, not only the animation, but my best friends. It was such an event. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. We did. Uh, yeah, I never went out there. I just, um, maybe it was more heat growing up in Riverside. I had so much heat, you know, like the desert, you know, that's what we did some things there too at the university there in, in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, that's where, that's where I went. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, watching this documentary today, I finally got to watch it. And I can't tell you, it was like I saw all these cartoons yesterday. Uh, uh, Lee Press on Limbs, Wrong Holes, Snookles, wow. Bambi Meets Godzilla, Closed Mondays, and of course my favorite, No Neck Joe. And mm -hmm. it's like I just watched them yesterday. It's that many times, because I had all the DVDs at one point. I had them on Laserdisc at one time. And, right. uh, but Kat, let me begin with you. Uh, where did you begin putting this documentary together? There's so much to, to go over. Yeah, well, I knew, um, obviously, I wanted to get uh, to the heart of the, the younger 
directors that had come out of their festival, people like uh, uh, Pete Doctor and Andrew Stanton. So just interviewing them, and I thought, oh, I don't want it just a talking head, you know, I want to make it exciting. So why don't we put um, their shorts behind them? So we had, you know, when, when Pete Doctor's talking, you see Palm Springs, which is one of his CalArt films, um, or Winter, one of his shorts. So um, it was it was really just kind of based around what they were going to say about um, Spike and Mike as a team, how they helped them, um, that they had gone to the shows as well and had um, been inspired to make shorts because of what they had seen. So um, and then it just it started working itself in the chapters. So that's how it is in the documentary. I do little chapters. And Spike, uh, you know, this is my 25th year as a film critic, and over the years. I've interviewed Andrew Stanton for Finding Nemo or Wally. I've Pete Doctor from Monsters Incorporated. Or I mean, I've interviewed these guys my entire career. How does it make you feel to know that uh, that Mike Judge and and Brad Bird and all these incredible titans, as Weird Al would say in the documentary, of the animation industry, all owe it to you for giving them that influence and that spark? Uh, it's it's pretty dynamic it's very very exciting i think about that a lot i think about beyond anybody in the world that mike and i went there when they were students at cal arts and they're 19 20 21 22 years old and that we saw the talent there beyond anybody and believed in them and and we made three films with pete doctor we did winter palm springs and next door and we did two films with I understand the story and um, somewhere in the Arctic, I believe, and so many others. And it's just, um, I don't know, it's credit to ourselves. And it's its very, how do I say, sometimes we don't get the credit or we certainly don't get the money. And I see, uh, I go, why can't we cut a break like somebody else? But I look at the what we've done and what's the criteria to get to get something on, on on super high profile. And I said, well, if, if these players we bring to the team, it's like having a great basketball team or football, this is the best you can do. This is the best you can find. And we've done that all our lives. And if that's not good enough, what the hell is? And, you know, I went to film school at UNLV. I was the very first film class back in the 90s. But when I was a kid, I wanted to go to film school like USC or UCLA. And when I discovered Cal Arts. I would order the catalog every year when I was in junior high and high school because they didn't really concentrate on grades. I wasn't a great student, but I was very creative. And even my film professor, Francisco Menendez at UNLV, he came fresh from CalArts. So CalArts seems like a really great well of talent for you, Spike, to, uh, to find the next Pete Doctor. Yeah, I mean, we kept going back there and going back. We'd go up there with like seven foot stack of pizza and beer and look at storyboards and pencil tests. And whether, you know, everybody went there, Brad Bird, Rich Moore, John Lasseter, Tim Burton, all these people. And half of them, we either premiered their films, made their films or premiered their films. Tim Burton, we were always showing Vincent as his short. And we had Brad Bird with uh, his family dog it's doing some of our shows. So yeah, Cal Arts has always been, like you say, a well of, of talent, really amazing that and the National Film Board of Canada. And Kat, the festival's inclusion of women from around the world, it was really groundbreaking, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah, I think I think that uh, um, the fact that Marilyn mentions that she kind of has a long list of alls that, that they included. 
and they weren't doing it. They're like, oh, we got to include women. They were doing it because the work was there and the art was there. And so it was so great that, um, that, that she did bring it up. And just a little side note too, I was able to employ, I had 50, 50, uh, women to men on my crew. So I, I made that happen. That was, I'm pretty proud of that. And of course, the history of Spike and Mike wouldn't be without all of the trouble that they attracted from the authorities. <laughs> and how did you get the, was it the Riverside DA to be in the documentary? <laughs> uh, St- Stephen, Stephen Harmon. And, you know, I've had people come up to me after the screening and say, who is that guy? We love him. He's so, he's such, it's calm. Uh, he's like the public defender of Riverside. So um, I just asked him and he said I, he'd love to talk about it. So that was, uh, it was an easy yes. And, and Spike, do you still have your crown that you would wear to all those public events? Is it somewhere safe? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I have a whole plethora of hats. Also, she was talking about Steve Harmon. He was our, he was like a child prodigy. He was like uh, early 20s and had graduated from law school. And we'd have all these parties in Riverside at the Mellow Manor. It was like Animal House. And we'd always get in trouble with the parties. And Steve would always help us out. And so he had to be. He's a long part of our history, so he had to be in the documentary for sure. But you did guerrilla-style promotion, going to colleges and universities, passing out flyers, and your partner always got arrested, but you didn't. Were you kind of jealous that he was uh, struggling for the cause there? Uh, yeah, I always stayed one step ahead of it. It was just, yeah, I mean, we're always we always get chased off somewhere though too. You know, some campus or some mall, or you can't put those here. You can't hand those out. And it's part of the guerrilla marketing. I mean, I remember doing UC Berkeley playing at Wheeler Auditorium. It's a really, really hard campus to flyer because they're inundated daily with everything, you know, uh, you name it, handgunners for Zen handgunners or anything, you know, and it's like um, we had to break through there. And so that's where the mechanical cows and the cowboy outfit, we went total. Uh, guerrilla theater theatrics to try to break through because we didn't have the money or the sponsor to get you know this traditional tv ads or some corporate sponsor promotion so that's one of the things we did to break through and, and kat i love how you include in the documentary the international the international i love the cow uh you include in the documentary an international and experimental aspect of the film festival as well which i thought really uh, expanded all types of, of, of visions for all these filmmakers. Yeah, I was really um, happy when Bruno Bozzetto said he would be part of it. And when I started with Spike and Mike back in the late 80, 87, um, I remember seeing a Grasshopper or a Lego Non-Tropo and it was like Bruno Bozzetto is this amazing artist and we wouldn't have been able to see him anywhere else besides that festival because Mike had traveled and, and, and went to a festival in Europe and got and brought it back with him. So there you go. And Spike, Nick Park of Wallace and Gromit fame, he thanked you at the Oscars. What was the morning like the day after that happened? What was your <laughs> phone ringing off the hook or? No, uh, no, it wasn't ringing off. The, but that was just personally, we were, we used to attend the Oscars also. And we, um, that was really, really exciting. I mean, we were there, we took, we brought him over many times to many shows from, from the UK. And that year he was up against himself. It was, I think, Creature uh, Comforts, Grand Day Out, and then Bruno Bozzetto's Grasshoppers. So Nick was even competing against himself for the Oscar. And it was just, it's nice. It was nice, just the respect aspect of it, which uh, 
like I said before, many times being on the outside and being independent, maybe that comes with it, but we don't, you know, we don't get the payday or the respect sometimes. And I'm watching stuff and it's hard sometimes I'll go, while they're talking about this, we did that 20 years ago. Or while they're talking about this person and this, how about we did this? And again, like, what do you want? What's the criteria? How many guys do I have to get in the ring and knock out before you go? The guy's got a good right cross. I mean, what the hell? Well, you know, you're still beloved, you know, especially from people from my generation. And while watching the documentary, I kept trying to think, what is a great, a great, uh, something great to say about you that sums it all up. And I, the, what I came up with, you are the William Castle of animation, <laughs> you know, because William Castle went out there and he hustled, he did all these incredible, he was all about promotion and he was so successful at what he did. He would travel town to town. And I thought, wow, that's what Spike is. He's the William Castle of animation. Thank that's you. great. And it's kind of like goes back to the like Barnum and Bailey stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just, stuff you do because you don't have the means to do it any other way and all the things we did to try to get creative with it and uh you know i have one employee we did a we did a tour with corn and there was he did every this uh, this stuff like this there were twenty thousand cars at the oakland arena or something watching the rock and roll concert and uh he hit every windshield of 20,000 cars with our flyers and us going to San Francisco State and just inundating the school with flyering and just the guerrilla marketing, 100% is how we did it. Amazing, well, this has been a total thrill for me. I thought it was a thrill enough at Slamdance, but now this was just an incredible moment for me in my career. And uh, it's uh, available now on DVD, uh, Animation Outlaws. Also is on video on demand, is it? Premiering? That's correct. Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime and a bunch of other lists. If you go to my uh, website, animationlaws.com, uh, you'll, you'll see all the platforms it's on. Well, Spike, Kat, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a total thrill. And uh, when Vegas reopens, you got to come visit us. I'm there. Count me in. Thank you so much. My pleasure. We'll the fun shop thing they do. All That's right. right. I know Rick Harrison. I'll introduce you. <laughs> All right, there you go. Cool. Well, have, thanks for having us on. I appreciate yeah, it. I like the background you. a lot there. With the... yeah, my pleasure. Can I say it? No, neck Joe. No. <laughs> Good job. Ever, ever pick artwork there too. I love it. I love it. Thanks, guys. Take care. Okay. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>